right now, mm-hmm. and that's to do this. Am, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an a- Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? <laughs> okay, Jesus might be a little triggering. Oh, God. Um, but I, <laughs> I, oh, God. I had to pick this one because it's a little different from your scenario. But, um, well, I'll just read the headline here. Am I the asshat for asking my boyfriend to drop his fake accent? <laughs> we pulled these right from the Reddit feed. <laughs> I figured you'd have a little laugh uh-huh. about this. And uh-huh. um, it's a gay couple as well. So here you go. Uh-huh. Here we go. So uh, the my... Uh, uh, the, the guy writing this is 24. His boyfriend's 29. He says, my boyfriend's an aspiring actor. He wants to act full time, but still relies on odd jobs to pay the bills. He was recently cast in a play and is super excited about it. And so am I. I want him to succeed. It's a staging of Midsummer Night's Dream in one of our local theaters. Since it's Shakespeare, he wants to use a British accent. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if that's just his decision or it's the direction given to the whole cast. I haven't yet seen the play because it's still in rehearsals. But the thing is, is that he uses his fake accent all the time. I first at first I thought it was amusing and didn't bother me at all. But today we were having a serious conversation. It wasn't about us. It started with my concerns about my mom's upcoming surgery. And he kept talking to me in his British accent. I asked him to drop it because it was distracting, and I felt it. he wasn't treating the subject with the seriousness I felt it deserved. He reacted as if I was implying that his work wasn't serious, which is not what I meant at all. He took it as if I was not being supportive. I also might have asked him to drop his, quote, silly accent, although I don't remember using those specific words. He says that I said them. Am I the asset here? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I know it's a little different from your scenario, Jace, but yeah, my uh, my old boyfriend wasn't in a play. No. Well, he, maybe well, in his head of he was, life. But, yeah. <laughs> the world is a stage, Jason. Remember, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah, he just used it all the time. Uh huh. Um, um, yeah. What what say you? Well, if this guy, if he's doing it. If he's if his goal in doing it, speaking in the British accent all the time, is to hone it, to hone his craft, so to speak, and to be better at his job. I, I mean, I get it, but you can't escape the fact that that would be annoying as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just yeah. speaking the Lord's truth. I, yeah. I you know. If Colin was in a play, uh-huh. and Colin did theater, if Colin was in a play and he had to speak, I don't know, in a Scottish accent, oh, criminy niddles. I, I would, <laughs> I think by day two, oh. I would put a little drop of poison in his soup. You know what I mean? Just a little. Just enough would, to make discomfort? Just discomfort. <laughs> just abdominal discomfort. Yeah. I, I, I love him and He's I don't like, want him to. Hurts. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. Put him down, but I do. I would want a little abdominal uh, discomfort <laughs> to mimic the discomfort that I'm in. I have cramps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm dying, Holly. I really cannot predict how you feel uh, yeah. about this. You know, Jason. As far as this, am I the ass hat? We have a very similar opinion. I, having grace for the person. That they are practicing for an actual part in a play that they're doing. 
However, it would be insufferable to be around that person because it's just too much. It, it just is like, you know what, can you please, can you practice it at the grocery store? Can you practice it somewhere out in public? Don't interact with me with this accent. Please, don't do it. Yeah. It's so awkward. Yeah. There's one thing about method acting, right? See, there's like Jim Carrey's famous for doing it and um, Christian Bale, right? They're, they're, they just take on their character and then acted out the whole time but there is a time and place for that especially when you're having a serious conversation yeah about mom's upcoming surgery exactly imagine if christian bale was talking about something serious like that mom's having surgery (laughs) yeah (laughs) like him (laughs) right no no let's just drop it i know that you're practicing yes but let's just move over into reality for a second please yeah a little ass hattie you, you kind of already said this would irritate you, right? Oh, absolutely. If I held in this? Yeah. It would. And I, I just think there is a time and place. There might be some times where we, yeah, we can joke around and have fun with it and I'll play along. But when we're having a serious conversation, especially if it is about, you know, something as serious as mom's surgery coming up. Yeah. No, that it's not fun. It's not funny. There's a time and place, <laughs> you know, to turn it on and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you want to be supportive, right? But also, because they are still in rehearsals. Yeah, but... But, yeah. If we're, look, if we're ordering on Uber Eats... Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't need you to be like, I will have... <laughs> I will have the Fiesta Bowl with no avocado, add jalapenos, <laughs> extra rice, and a little bit of extra dressing. And may I have the tortilla chips instead of the bread? <laughs> Excuse me, Chipotle. Do you have haggis? <laughs> oh, oh. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Yeah. Do you have minced meat pie? Oh, gosh. Do you have fish and chippies? I'm sorry, oh, we don't. Okay, thank you very much. Mm. No, that would, oh. no matter where you go. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Can you imagine pulling up to McDonald's and going, I'd like some spotted dick. <laughs> I, yeah, try I did that, that today. before in 98. I, I did that before in 98. It didn't end well. Yeah. Serving billions, right? Yeah. yeah. What, they just give you a fajita instead? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'll take the number two spot to dick. Value meal, please. <laughs> Super size, please. <laughs> Super size. <laughs> Do you have the biggie size anymore? <sighs> oh, oh my yeah. gosh, you have to watch Saltburn. Yeah, okay, Jason. I, you I, need I to watch it. <laughs> Sorry. Just, Whether you no. lo- like it or not. Yes. You know, I mean, I suppose this is just an exercise. Because very <sighs> honestly, Jason, I don't know if you will like yeah. Saltburn or not. Mm. Okay. We shall see. I, I'm. I am gonna watch it. Uh, Colin and I think are gonna lay low this weekend. Yeah. Uh, in in need of, and we'll need an, an escape. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, this, oh, this quite the this, escape. This uh-huh. might be. This might be it. <laughs> I think so. 
I'll just have to convince him. Maybe maybe I won't. Maybe he's just already heard it. about it. Just start yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. And be like, hey, you want to join me in this major motion picture experience? Come on in. Everyone's talking about it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. Uh, <laughs> uh, am I the asset? We do it every Monday and Wednesday at the top of the third hour. And again, programming a note. Coming up tomorrow, there will be no second chance romance. Uh, we are doing the 82nd annual My Talk Awards. That's right. We're yeah. going to be awarding the My Talkies in a variety of categories. Show against show. Is there a prize this year? Like the show that wins? Do we oh, know there's that? There's no mention of that. There's no mention of that. However, let us be prepared for plot twists schemed by management. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just letting you know, girl. Be ready. Oh man, I'm never ready for those moments. This is oh, what I'm they stuck like. on. I'm stuck on management. We have that. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling We're you, gonna... they're gonna stir the pot they're somehow. They're gonna stir it somehow, and oh. you know that it's gonna. It's not gonna happen until the week of January 29th through February 2nd. They're oh, already yeah. thinking of ways to irritate us. Oh God! Yeah. I'm just that's letting what you know. For. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal of middle management's life. Yes. Yeah, true. We're going to take a break. When we return, Holly Roberts has the dirt alert next. Hey, friends, Alexis for Rebath. It's effortless bathroom remodeling from start to stunning. And hey, I got to do a shout out to Kelly because she uh, talked about her experience with Rebath and here's what she wrote. She said, says, I have heard many good things about Rebath and their products on my favorite radio station. Woo woo! But we were here to say that it lived up to the hype. From the very beginning, their crew was personable, helpful, and willing to work within our budget. We were a little skeptical of a full bathroom remodel in one week, but they live up, lived up to that claim. Our contractor, Ben Jay, and his assistant, Brady, kept in contact with us every step of the way, always checking in for our preferences before for continuing the next step of the process. We were very impressed by how well they cleaned up after themselves at the end every day and at the end of the project. We can't say enough good things about Ben and Brady. Another important thing about working with Rebath is that that personal feeling of working with a local smaller company. Yes, Rebath.com. Make your appointment today. It's wonderful. Putting the GI Bill. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is a my talk dirt alert. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my talk 1071 and live streaming all over the earth at my talk 1071. 
Let me turn what? that off. <laughs> what the hell is oh, that? Oh, someone was singing something from Avenue Q. Sorry about that. Oh, no. I thought I was losing I thought I turned mind. that off. Oh, God, that's hysterical. I got distracted uh, by someone at the door. Listen to the oh, show sorry. tunes? Yeah, In a little the commercial bit. break? I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's time for the dirt alert. Yes. What do we have, Holly? Uh, Kate Middleton on the road to recovery. She has been hospitalized after abdominal surgery, and she's canceling all her of her engagements until Easter. That's according to a spokesperson at Kensington Palace. They're saying that the surgery was planned, it was successful, and she's going to remain in the hospital for 10 to 14 days before going back home to continue her recovery. Now, uh, Kensington Palace saying, based on the current medical advice, she's unlikely to return to public duties until after Easter. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad she's good. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. You know, her last public appearance was on Christmas. She joined members of the royal family for their annual walk to church. So... Oh. She is going to be laying low, and we won't see her until Easter, whenever that is this year. Back to church. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A- uh, March or April. <laughs> I haven't even looked that far ahead yet I in the calendar. Even, I, yeah. I have oh, no idea. Goodness. Lex is looking that up right now. Yeah. 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 When, it, when, when is, is it, Lex? Uh, let's see. It is uh, March 31st. March 31st. All right. Well, uh, we're going to move on to another medical related story. We didn't really get an opportunity to talk about this, but Michael Strahan and his daughter, his daughter, Isabella, she's 19 years old and, uh, she uh, was diagnosed with brain cancer. And Michael Strahan was missing from Good Morning America for a big chunk of time last year. And he revealed in an interview that the reason why is because of this brain cancer diagnosis of his daughter. Now, the good news is, is she rang the bell following her last radiation treatment. So she said, I'm very excited to finally be done. And uh, there's a YouTube series that's following her brain cancer journey, uh, benefiting the Duke Children's Hospital and Health Center in North Carolina. Uh, And she's going to start chemo in February. She said, look, it's been a long six weeks. I'm very happy to finally heal and head uh, my head after all this because the side effects and everything get you. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, it was a really powerful interview on GMA with Robin. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful interview. Yeah. So very brave. Very brave, thinking of her journey, thinking of her road to recovery. So thoughts with Isabella today, ringing that bell. There's been a lot of speculation that Lauren Michaels is going to be leaving his executive producer duties on Saturday Night Live. Well, in a couple years, the man's been doing it for 50, almost. Yeah, Yeah, he's tired. (laughs) He's tired. He's tired. Lauren Michaels wants to take a nap, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Now, uh, who would take his place? He's literally been the only guy who has done the job. Well, according to a red carpet uh, interview held, uh, done by Entertainment Weekly, maybe Tina Fey? That's how I'm hoping for. Yeah. But maybe. does she want that job? Mm, that's a big job, yeah. Uh, big job. That's a huge job and a demanding yeah. job every week for many of the weeks of the year. Now, Lauren Michaels did tell Entertainment Weekly it could easily be Tina Fey, but there are a lot of people who are there now, who are, you know, uh, Tina's brilliant and great at everything, and she's a very important person in my life. Aww. Yeah, because you have to be, you have to have so many talents. You have to really, you have to be an expert at so many things. you got to have good judgment on so many things. You have to have an eye for talent. You have to have an eye for comedy. Look, and, and Tina probably checks all of those boxes, but oof. 
Yeah, Tina Fey has been one of the names thrown about. Now, Saturday Night Live celebrating its 50th anniversary. Apparently, there's a special in the works that's going to air in February of next year to celebrate that 50th anniversary. But in the meantime, between time, SNL is back after its hiatus with Jacob Elordi hosting and Renee Rapp is the musical guest. And Jacob is in uh, the much talked about movie that you two want me to watch, Saltburn. Sure is. He, he, mm-hmm. he is. And, mm-hmm. and Jacob plays the aristocrat Felix and all of that. He's only 26 um, years old. Uh-huh. Uh, can I ask, do they explain why it's called Saltburn? It's the name of the estate. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You did say that. My apologies. That, okay. it, all good. Yes. So yeah. it has, it's not, not slang or, you know, well, hmm. Let's, you saw the scene. I mean, it could be applicable in a number of ways. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Read into it. Uh, okay. <laughs> at the Emmy's yeah. red carpet on Monday night, there was somebody dressed up as a literal troll. Did you see yes. that? Yes. Green troll. A green yep. troll with green makeup. And you might have been like, well, who the heck showed up on the red carpet looking like that? Well, mm-hmm. that was Princess Poppy from season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. Yeah. Leave cool. it to a drag queen, man. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I I loved Rue's line that he has unleashed hundreds of drag queens into the wild. That's so fun. That line was so funny when Rue said that at the Emmys. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if a drag queen wants to read a book to you, sit down and listen. Yes. Please. Oh, my goodness. Not scary people. Not no, scary. not scary yeah. people. Well, let's, you know, wrap it up. We did talk about this earlier on in the show, but the Emmy Awards, we enjoyed the telecast here, but it drew the smallest audience ever. Mm-hmm. Oh. 4.3 million viewers. That's according to the first numbers coming from Nielsen. That's down almost 30% from the previous low of 5.92 million uh, viewers for the 2022 Emmys that aired on NBC. You know, uh, the Emmys hitting a low in viewers for the fifth time. <sighs> In the past six years, look, it was on a Monday. It was a holiday. It was supposed to happen in September. I don't think that a lot of people were really thinking about the Emmys. It wasn't top of mind. A lot of the shows that were celebrated, too, you're like, oh, yeah, it has been a really long time, a year and a half. So, you know what? They did it. I think they should feel proud of their telecast. Even if not a lot of folks watched it, I think it it was a high bar for an award show telecast. I would also be interested in seeing the impressions uh, ratings, meaning like their their digital impressions. I'm sure. Yes, after the um, fact. Yep, because it was really buzzed about yesterday. I think yeah. people probably consumed it in chunks. And the buzz so. this year hopefully will benefit next year. We'll be right back with some TV talk next. Welcome back. A little throwback. So 90s, early 2000s right there. Late 90s. Oh, yeah. Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on My Talk. Uh, live streaming whenever you want us, however you want us on our My Talk app. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Thank you all for being here. Uh, let's do uh, a little TV talk. What, what is this, a taste test? Taste test? I'm in. Oh, could I just try a little sample? Give me a taste. Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present. TV taste test. Give me a taste. Let's start with uh, the brother son. Yeah. Both of you guys watched this. We both did. And actually, Holly, you watched it before I did. And I thought, oh, I'm going to watch that too. Because I kept you know, suggesting it. Yeah. How, how many episodes have you watched? I've watched two episodes. Okay. There are eight in total. This is a new series that dropped a, a couple of weeks ago over on Netflix. Starring Michelle Yeoh, among others. Yes. 
Oh. I've watched one episode and I'm in. I can't wait to keep to keep going with this because it's such a, a mystery of like you've got two kids and you're raising them totally different. One's in Taiwan. The other one is in where is that? Is it in Cal- somewhere in California? In, the, in L.A. In L.A. They're in L.A. And, um, you know, to, to they're keeping the family name alive in different ways and they have to come together. And it's just really unique how they're telling the story. There's lots of action. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so yeah. The, yeah. So the story is, is that there's two brothers, okay, Charles and Bruce. Charles lives in Taiwan. He is part of an organized crime family, and he can kick butt. Woo. Yes. The other son, Bruce, lives in L.A. and wants to be an improv comedian. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is his dream. Okay. <laughs> Something happens that causes Charles to journey to Los Angeles to warn his brother and his mom, who has left the crime family in order to protect her son. Bruce, yeah. To protect Bruce. Mm -hmm. But now, guess what? People are hot on their case, and these gangsters are coming to L.A., and they're looking for Bruce and his mom, Eileen. And Bruce has no idea of this life of his dad and his brother. The mom's told him different stories about what's going on. And I just can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah. It's very inventive. Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. And her role gets more complex as we move along. But this show has action. It has comedy. It has um, some real. It gets a little gory at times. So be forewarned if you get a little squeamish. But this is a fun romp. It really, it really is. Recommend the brother's son. And funny, too. Yeah. It's funny? Yeah. yeah. There's some funny moments. They have a cousin that's just hilarious. He wants to live a specific life, and you see that. And <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. And, you know, just the interactions. It's very believable. You know, that you can tell there's a lot of chemistry between the cast, and you definitely lean in and want to know more about their dynamics and how this even happened. Yes, because the crime bro- boss storyline is yeah. the overarching story. You know, it move it's moving our protagonists forward. But then you also get the chemistry of the family. You get the tough tough son Charles, the tough guy. And he's kind of living the life that his little brother would maybe want. You know, he's got he's got the nice clothes, he's got the good car. He's he's really suave whereas Bruce, he's stumbling his way through community college. But he spent his tuition on improv classes, and he's driving Uber on the side to try to make ends meet. And tuition is due. (laughs) And tuition is due, but he spent it on the groundlings. So It's very entertaining. The Brother's Son. S-U-N. And that's on Netflix? Yes. Netflix, okay. Netflix, eight episodes. Okay, now, not that I wasn't interested in that one, Mm. but I really extra crispy interested in hearing from you two about the new season of True Detective with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Oh. Is there only still one episode available? There is one episode. Okay. It just dropped over the weekend. Oh, it's called Night Country, and I'm, I'm so fascinated with the Arctic Circle just in general. It's either all dark or all light, and we're just moving into the darkness, and something happens. Of course, there's this mystery. There eight men have vanished from this small uh, research area in Alaska, so you see the town, you see a lot of what's going on. 
again, that's the smaller stories of how they're interacting with Jody and her family. And then um, she is a, a sheriff in, in town. And then then we have this mystery of what happened to these guys. Because they're gone. They're Yes. One minute they're watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The next, where do they go? Yeah. Where do they go? And this part one, this first episode of True Detective Night Country, uh, it, it in and of itself, uh, there you, you ask the question and there's some little answers that are, so it, it's very satisfying. So you're like, oh, what happened there? Oh, okay. But then, yeah, there are these overarching, like there's cold cases that come into play. There's, of course, what happened to these guys that they're trying to figure out. Um, and then not only Jody Foster, but there's another detective too. She is really intriguing, isn't she, Holly? Yes, very much so. And she has a, she doesn't get along with Jody Foster. Uh, she actually resents Jody Foster in the way that she handled a previous case. Yes. And so there's the underlying tension between the two detectives. This is very layered. It's very dark. Yeah. And it's good that they debuted this show in the coldest week of the year because <laughs> it is very dark. Yeah. It is in the Arctic Circle. Now, I will say, I have never watched a season of True Detective. Oh. So oh. I'm jumping into this not having the knowledge or the language of the three previous seasons. And I'm here to tell you, you can just jump right in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have a new showrunner in this one. And I thought her observation was really interesting describing this season of True Detective season four versus the other three. And she said uh, her name is Isa Lopez. She said, you know, the first True Detective season was all very hot, swampy, masculine. Yeah. This one is frigid. It's cold. It's dark. And it's feminine. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. I would say that, too. I would, too. I mean, I haven't seen this one, but I've seen the other ones. Mm -hmm. And she's absolutely right about her observations on one through three. Yeah. So I can't compare it to previous seasons, but I'm glad to see Jodie Foster back. You know, she was also in the movie Nyad, Jason, which you very much liked. I love Nyad. Oh, boy, did I love Nyad. Yeah. So for Jodie Foster, this is a one-two acting punch. She's really good in True Detective, and she holds a space in a way where she's not... Mm, I, she's not likable, but you are compelled by her performance, which oh, is yeah. wonderful. I just love to see actors doing that. Well, speaking of compelled, let me ask the both of you. Do you leave episode one? I think this is kind of one of the roles of a good pilot. Not that this is a pilot, but a good premiere episode. Do you leave the first episode wanting more? Are you excited about episode two? Yes. Big time. Capital letters. Oh, wow. Bold. Capital letters. Yeah. What I, size font, Lex? 26. Okay. Comic Sans or Times New Roman? Times New Roman. <laughs> okay. How about you, Holly? Yes. You. I have no idea where True Detective North Country is going to be going. Yeah. And I love that in the series. And I'm so glad that there's a series that I can pick up because Fargo wrapped up its season last night and I haven't watched the finale but one of the things I've loved about Fargo season five is that it's so unpredictable and you don't know where that story is going to go anybody is game anybody is game to be killed to be maimed to be the villain to be the hero you don't know and I feel like true detective night country has that same vibe what's your font size Holly my font font size is 36 and it's Ariel Ariel nice that's a lovely font one of my favorites (laughs) 
give something away again. Oh, and that's on Max, too, by the way. Max, Sunday Max, night, yeah. 8 o'clock. What are we giving away, Holly? Woo, a pair of tickets to see Dial M for Murder at the Guthrie Theater on its opening night, January 26th, 7.30 p.m. Be sure that you can go to that show. That's all I got tickets for. But if you want those tickets, 7th caller 651-641-1071 is winning a pair of tickets to see Dial M for Murder at the Guthrie Theater, January 26th, 7.30 p.m. Again, that number, 651-641-1071. My apologies to Lex. I fired the game show music and it stepped on her. Uh, Night Country is on Max, everybody, again. Mm -hmm. True Detective on Max. There we go. Uh, when we come back, another cruise store, another vacation story uh, to wrap up the show when we return. Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on My Talk Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. We appreciate your attendance. Again, please, on your attendance card, mark yourself down as present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Sticker. You get a little sticker. Okay, I'm going to take a different approach. Uh, I'm going to take a different approach with the, this uh, vacation story from yesterday. By the way, thanks for the sweet emails. I'm glad that our stories can make you laugh. Um, I was I was jokingly negative yesterday and just negative. I, I'm, but I was being truthful. I didn't capital L love the cruise for a variety of reasons. Um, I, I still felt lucky to be there, and I I focused on the positives. Um, but overall, I probably wouldn't have done it again. Um, if I could go back in time, if I could, I dream a genie, my butt back, um, I wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have uh, done what? The cruise? The cruise. Just Oh, so you won't be going on another one is also what you're saying, right? No, I'll go on another one. I just don't know if the celebrity cruise is my jam. Uh, I see what you're saying. But you're willing to try it again. And I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. A lot of people suggested Disney because hello um and other cruise lines i gotta talk to our good friend bradley who i saw briefly at uh funny girl yesterday oh yeah uh, yeah so i i'm gonna talk to him so i'm not giving up on cruises i just i'm giving up i think on celebrity um but but here's i want to end on a positive and uh a delightful experience and wrapped up in a suggestion if you are gonna go on a cruise because i think um, we're already thinking about spring break because it's so cold. And uh, my suggestion would be when you do these ports, when you when you dock and 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 if you don't do an excursion, try to get away from the very touristy area that's usually right off the boat. Um, whether you know we were in Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Honduras, and uh, Belize which was unbelievable. And usually at these ports, they, the, the, the towns construct, and I can see why, what looks like little mini malls of America. You know, they're, they're very uh, westernized. They're very touristy. Um, like, it, like in Cozumel, they had a senior frogs and, oh, like yeah. a mar- and they had like a Margaritaville, you know. And I kept making the joke, girl, I feel like I'm in, you know, a Caribbean... <laughs> Mall of America. I could get all of this stuff. At my, so my 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 suggestion would be get away, try to go deeper into the area. You know, get away from that initial five minute walk from the boat. Jump in a cab and and explore more. Um, we did that. Now the last port for us was the Cayman Islands. We were in Grand Cayman, and 
as I said, I wanted to focus on something positive. Uh, this was delightful. This was one of the best moments of the trip for me, not just the cruise, but my whole vacation. I really, I'm, I'm glad Colin and I, my, my, I was with my cousin and his uh, husband, Chad. And as I joked yesterday, they weren't uh, into the whole grabbing a cab and exploring. Um, and I joked with them. I'm like, girl, I don't know what, what are you worried about? I mean, I know there's danger everywhere. I'm like, what are you worried about? Like, you know, we're four middle-aged men. Uh, no one's going to, you know, turn us into hookers. No one's, don't worry. No one wants us. We're, we're going to be good. We're going to be, we're going to be just <laughs> fine. You morons. Anyway. Um, so luckily Colin and I were like-minded and, and it's one of the blessings of my husband is we, uh, we travel very well together. Um, we have the same rhythms and he looked at me because yes, we got off the boat and we walked around the touristy area of Grand Cayman, which was gorgeous out of all the ports. Grand Cayman was the most beautiful to me. Um, but he Colin looked at me and he goes, I don't think the boys are going to want to explore and I want to explore. And I looked at him and I go, uh, after Belize, you better Belize we are exploring <laughs> yeah. by ourselves. I, I need to get <laughs> off this boat. Yeah. Uh, and I need to explore. So we did. Um, we jumped in a cab and we went down to Seven Mile Beach, which is, which was, if you Google it, it's gorgeous. It's a very famous stretch of beach. And I'm so glad we did. We went down there and Colin and I love a good uh, fancy hotel. And it's not, I'm not being, uh, it's not uh, like a, 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 a fancy thing. I have, since I was a kid, I've been fascinated with big grand hotels. So I love walking through them. I love seeing them. I love seeing the public spaces. So Colin knows this and Colin's the same way. We love a good fancy hotel. So he found a Ritz Carlton that we could explore down on Seven Mile Beach. So Colin's like, let's get in a cab and go have a drink at the Ritz. And I go, hell yeah, let's go. So we did. We, we found a great cab driver and uh, she took us down to Seven Mile Beach and I could cry. It was it was such a beautiful day. We, we walked right in. We looked at the beautiful lobby and we went to the pool bar and there's the beach right there and the ocean and the beautiful blue water. And we had a delicious dinner, a delicious lunch. We had ceviche and fresh shrimp quasadillas and it was delightful mm, yeah. and then we got we got back in the cab and uh we got back into another cab now i did get a little anxious now this is where my uh jasonness uh kind of kicked in even though we were late getting into that port the captain uh the captain gave us an extra hour but i was so paranoid about being left there that i, I wanted to get back to the ship kind of quickly i'm like okay i don't want to be you know i don't what if we can't get a cab? And what if the line's long? And what if da 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 da? So I wish we would have stayed longer because other people were really pushing it. Uh, but we got a cab with other people from our boat and we walked up uh, back to the port. This cruise line, and this is again, I wanted to end on positive, even though I didn't love everything about celebrity. Uh, girl, they know how to do certain aspects of customer service because it's really hot, obviously. When you get back to the port, they are waiting. The crew is waiting there with cold towels, bottles of water, and frozen fruit kebabs. And I'm Ooh. like, that is really nice. Nice. I mean, like, really nice. And, and just a nice little classy thing that they do that I was really kind of impressed with.
So I did love yeah. that aspect of celebrity because we were right next to other cruise lines that did not have that. And they were people were kind of <laughs> lined up with no tents in the sun. And then we had a nice little tent. And I thought, OK, bravo. I, I, I've been critical. But again, I don't want to just focus on the negative. Um, so my suggestion is, again, if you're going to do a cruise and you're going to do ports, you're going to get off the boat but you don't want to do excursions, go explore yourself and get away from that initial mm-hmm. touristy area. Eat some local food. Go get, go to a food truck. Go, you know, go ask the locals where they eat. And that's where you go. Always ask the locals where they go. Um, that's what we did. And, and yeah, it was just great. It was just, it was a lovely day with my husband. It was a lovely day of the trip. And I'm glad that we did it. I'm really Really yeah, and you could have your own like couple time, like grown time, you know. Yeah, and we needed that. You know, yeah. it was great. It was great vacationing with my cousin. But you know, no matter who you're with, you 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 need you need you need some alone time. And I'm glad that Colin and I had that on one of our last days. And then we had a day at sea, and then we were uh, back in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we took the Brightline, the brand new Brightline uh, fast train oh. uh, that Florida has that goes from Orlando down to uh, past Fort Lauderdale. Uh, down to Miami. Uh, that train, I don't have time to go into it now. Uh, hello, we need these these speed trains all over the country. This was su- this was another great experience during my trip. Wow, was that nice? Wow, was that nice? Uh, it took us from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale in under three hours, and it was gorgeous. And it was a lovely rail experience. So I would wow. recommend the Brightline Trail. Yeah. That was a highlight of my entire vacation was utilizing that train. So way to go, Florida, on that one. Love. That's going to do it for us. If you're a kid that's listening and you're being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. Don and Steve experience up next. And we'll talk tomorrow. Bye for now.